Hi there, it's Nikki. I wanted to take a quick minute to make sure you knew about our free on-demand copywriting training. Whether you're brand new to copywriting or you just can't seem to hit your income goals, this training is for you. You'll learn the three secrets to landing freelance copywriting work without wasting time on frustrating job bidding sites like Upwork and Fiverr or cold calling strangers. And if you've listened to any of the student stories on this podcast, this is the exact same training they all got started with. I'm talking about Kate Kay, who's making six figures working part-time and who just retired her husband to help her run the business. Stuart, who replaced his full-time salary with freelance copywriting work, and then some. Stacy, who hit six figures in six months, her very first year as a full-time freelancer. Ashley, who landed the in-house copywriting job of her dreams. They all started with this free training, and you can get started with that same training too. Sign up right now at freecopywritingtraining.com. Welcome to the Build Your Copywriting Business podcast, where you'll get tips, tools, and training for new and aspiring copywriters, plus a few things even the established pros will want to know. My name is Nikki Krawczyk, and I've been a copywriter for more than 15 years, writing for multi-billion dollar companies down to solopreneurs and every size business in between. The Filthy Rich Writer team and I are here to teach you everything we've learned in our years in the industry so that you can craft a successful copywriting career of your own. To us, being filthy rich means having a job you love, being good at what you do, and making great money doing it. Let's dig in. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Build Your Copywriting Business Podcast. Hi, ladies. Hello. Hey. Hello. So as you guys know, I'm joined by my co-host, Kate Sajars, who is always fantastic. But today we have another fantastic addition, Claire Williams. Hello, Claire. Hello. It's good to be here. Oh, it's very good to have you. Um, Claire is a CCA student, a Comprehensive Copywriting Academy student and a working copywriter. And we wanted to get her take on what it's like to balance a full-time job while building a part-time copywriting business, because she has a lot of insight to offer. So we're really excited to dig in and get started. Yippee! So Claire, probably just a couple of steps back. Um, what got you interested in copywriting? How did you get into it to begin with? So when I graduated um, from university about 10 years ago, I really wanted to go into marketing. It was my sort of dream to go into marketing. But unfortunately, there, there just weren't any opportunities. It was a big recession and it just wasn't going to happen. Um, I sort of fell into a job in a different industry and worked my way up. Um, but it was always in the back of my mind. I wanted to go into marketing and, and copywriting one day. And I came across the advert for the CCA on Facebook during lockdown um, and watched the video and it looked amazing. And I thought this is exactly, this is something really fulfilling that I can do in my spare time. I can make a bit of extra money. I, I can learn all the skills that I need. And I absolutely, it was just something I was so excited about and I absolutely love doing it. Hey, that's terrific. Um, and when did you actually join? Do you remember? I joined in February, in February 2020. No, not 2021. It's all a blur. We were in lockdown for a long time. It was February 2021 that I joined the CCA, um, so about uh, eight months ago. 
That's terrific. Um, and one of the reasons that we especially wanted to, to talk to you is because I think you have similar experience to, to many of our students or people who are thinking about going into copywriting in that you have a full-time job. You want to keep that full-time job at least for the time being, but you're also building up a, a freelance um, copywriting career on the side, kind of in your, your extra hours. Um, how did you decide that that was the way that you wanted to do things, if that question makes sense? So I think, um, first of all, I'm just quite a risk adverse person. So the thought of turning my back on a steady income every month, I've got bills to pay. And the thought of just saying, let's see if this works out and giving up my job just seemed like more of a leap than I was willing to take. Um, I think the reason for it as well as I, I do I do enjoy my day job um I do like it it is quite fulfilling I didn't I didn't really feel ready to just turn my back on it completely um and I think it was um yeah I think I, I felt that this was a good way of doing it it's a good way of dipping your toe in the water exploring whether this is even something I was going to enjoy doing whether some, it was something I could be successful at and it, in my mind, it, it made a bit more sense to me to be doing it part time, building up a portfolio, building up experience, getting a base of clients together. So if ever in the future I do want to go full time, I've then got that experience behind me. I'm not starting from scratch. I know it's been said a lot. The hardest thing to do is getting your first client. And my thought was, if I can get that, get a solid portfolio, get some ongoing work, I'm going to be in a much stronger position if I ever do decide to go full time in the future. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's really wise. Uh, I think a lot of people think, oh, if I'm going to get into this, then I have to jump in with both feet or, or you know, jump and the net will appear, which is like the worst Scary. advice, <laughs> terrible <laughs> advice, right? Like we all have bills. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I'm certainly not willing to risk being able to pay my mortgage. Exactly. <laughs> no, exactly. Like, that was my worry too. I was, you see people on the group sometimes who have left and they've jumped all in. And I have so much admiration for people that are brave enough to do that, but I just couldn't do it. <laughs> the, the worry it would cause me. It's just, I think it puts a lot of pressure on you as well, then that you're you're feeling stressed and you're feeling quite pressured. You need to get clients, you need to get more clients coming in. And I think that doing it part-time gives you that ability to step back a bit and just to. Uh, I don't know. It just takes a lot of the pressure off. Yeah, I agree. And especially too, when you like your day job, when you, you don't necessarily feel compelled to immediately get out of it, it's really kind of a, a wonderful place to be in a way, because you have the stability of a day job that you like, but you can also explore this new career. And to your point, decide if it is something that you like to do and, you know, at the very least to have some clients, get some clients and earn some money. Um, but <laughs> in the best scenario, maybe it's something that you want to stick with, whether it's, it's part-time or full-time. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you're working in a completely different industry with your full-time job, right? Yeah. I think um, that was another reason I, um, when I started, it was a question I really had that my current job is nothing to do with copyright and it's nothing to do with marketing not sales related I've, I've done sales related jobs in the past and um, but my current job's not like that and it's just I don't use any copywriting in my day-to-day -day job um at all so it is completely different my day job's not that creative and it's really enjoyable having that creative outlet so that I know I can log off my, my day job and, and in the evenings I've got that that sort of creative fun work to be getting on with really mm -hmm. yeah I love that how do you 
balance the two in terms of your time, obviously. So do you have a typical work day in your full-time job? And then it sounds like evenings, but how do you manage weekends, evenings and balance what you're doing and when? That's a really good question and something I think that has been one of the hardest things in doing this as a side hustle, especially as my amount of clients has, has grown um, and the workload that I've had with my copywriting has grown. I never want to turn anything down. So I'm one of those people that will just take everything on and see how, how it works later. Um, I've, I've sort of started getting, um, the first thing I do is I, I try and track my hours. So I know that I do between 15 to 20 hours of copywriting a week. Um, which sounds a lot. My day job's currently 30 hours, so I do that four days a week now, which I, I did cut down due, due to my copywriting. Um, so I do that four days a week, 30 hours, and then I do my copywriting 15 to 20, which is still a lot of hours of work every week, but it feels manageable. Uh, and I make sure I don't go over those. So I do plan out how many hours I'm going to do every day. I do sometimes go over them, but I make a note of that. So I make sure if, for example, I've set that I'm going to do one hour in the evenings and I end up doing two and a half hours, Maybe then at the weekend, I'll do a bit less or maybe another day I'll have an evening off. And that's a really key thing I've put in place. It's helped me manage it and helped me not, not feel overwhelmed and stressed out and make sure I have a bit of downtime. And even when things feel really crazy, I know that I've got a bit of time off coming. So it's fine. I'm going to have a bit of a break from it when things settle down. I don't know. I'm sure you both experience this as well, that it's never really steady with freelancing. You'll get, I tend to find I'll get all of the work to do at once. And then I'll have a bit where it settles down and then I get another load of work to do all at once. So I think it just had that just really helps to try and smooth out a little bit. Um, I did also have to um, sort of crone. I, I remember reading somewhere soon after I signed up to the CCA about how when people say they don't have time to do things, it's often resistance. It's just it's quite often a way people sort of think, oh, I, I want to do that, but I don't have enough time. And what I found is, I mean, maybe not for everybody, but it is possible to make time, even if you think there's not um, batch cooking, tray bakes, slow cookers, all of that stuff really helps. When I cook dinner, I can be working while dinner's cooking. I don't need to be standing over the stove doing things. And that saves a bit of time. Um, I make sure that I'm just being as efficient as I can. Sometimes things do have to slide in other areas for a little bit. Um, my house does not look like the beautiful houses you see on Instagram, but then I think those people probably aren't, aren't combining a job and, a, and copywriting. So <laughs> you, you can't do everything. It's always, always like you can do anything, but you cannot do everything and you have to pick and choose sometimes. Um, so yeah, so I do, I do always try and make time to go for a walk every day and to do some yoga. And they're my two things I always try and make sure I've got time to do. But yeah, um, the, the time thing is, can be challenging, but I've definitely got used to it now. I've got in a good groove. My partner works very long hours as well sometimes. So I think because he's working in the evenings, I don't feel like it's unusual for me to be working in the evenings. And I think that helps. Um, yeah, so I, I think that's that's how I make it work just tracking how many hours I'm doing and if it is getting a bit crazy make sure mm -hmm. I, I take some time out mm -hmm. I think that's great I love the idea of, of really essentially being creative about where you can fit in this time the while you're cooking where you might otherwise be you know I'm just thinking like flipping through Instagram on my phone or looking what came in through the mail, but instead taking that time to answer client emails or do some copywriting. Yeah. I think it's a great, a great idea. Absolutely. And it's the great thing about copywriting as a side hustle is I find you can just do it anytime. It doesn't need to be 
within six hours you can do it at any any time of day if you can't sit down and spend two hours doing it even if you've got half an hour you can get some work then you can as you say reply to some emails it's really flexible Mm -hmm. yeah that's great actually I was just thinking um and now I'm curious to your answer for this Kate too uh probably where's the strangest place you've you've written copy um I don't know if it's necessarily strange but I've definitely written copy on the T on the the like the subway system in Boston I've been out to meet friends and I didn't want to not meet up with friends but I knew I had a deadline the next day that was a little bit of a crunch so yeah writing writing copy on the T heading downtown I do love any public trans, whether it's a bus, subway, plane, especially. It's that yeah. focus time of like, well, I can't go anywhere else. I can't do anything else. I might as well get some work done. Um, strangest, I think I connected to Wi-Fi in a Starbucks parking lot one time that I can particularly remember. I was had to, <laughs> we were shipping our car, but anyway, um, and I had to take a client call and needed Zoom and whatever. And so I pulled into the parking lot and, needed the Wi-Fi and yeah, I was roasting in the car because I didn't want people to hear me or the sounds to come in, but it was really warm. And yeah, yeah, it was maybe one of my weirder. Yeah. It's taken, I've taken client calls in a, in a, a street in Germany client needed to talk to me. I was out, took that call. Yeah. It's, there's a lot more flexibility than I think people might initially understand or even really believe. Yeah. Yeah, actually, I've, definitely, yeah, oh, I've written copyright and in the car on a long journey. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. It's a great use of time. There's nothing else you can do. Right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It might as well be doing work that you're going to be paid for. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I do sometimes go for walks. If I'm trying to think of a concept for something, I'll go for a walk. But then I'll leave my phone at home to try and switch it off, come up with a brilliant idea. And I'm then just thinking, well, don't forget that. Don't forget that before you get back. <laughs> You need the to go old habit. school. You need a notepad. Yeah. So you yeah, can actually, I like, saw that on many occasions. I need to stop bringing my notepad out with me and just stopping and writing things down because I come up with so many ideas when I'm out on a walk. And, but I do I like to leave my phone at home. But yeah. I think that's it. You can just do it anytime, anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a lot easier to fit in than people realize. Yeah. Yeah. I think another thing people do seem to get quite concerned about sometimes is whether clients ever have a problem if people aren't available mm-hmm. during the working day. Yes. Um, and I've really never, I've never found that an issue personally. Um, I think somebody did ask me to do a call during the working day once and once I explained I wasn't able to do that, I suggested another time and it was absolutely fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I awesome. think that's a really great point. The vast majority of clients, in fact, I can't even think of any kind of client, they're never constricted by nine to five, like, well, it has to be nine to five. We have to have a call from nine to five. Um, especially when it's, it's small businesses or solopreneurs or that kind of thing, they're always working anyway. Um, but even bigger corporations, you know, you can get on before nine, you can get on after five and really worst case scenario, hop on during, you know, take a little bit of time at lunch and hop on with a client there. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's always ways around it. I think there's there's always ways that you can work around it. I think, as you say, most people, if you think about the sort of industries a lot of clients are in as well, it's industries that do work Saturdays, evenings. Mm-hmm. It's it's just not, you know, not most people don't, uh, don't log mm-hmm. off at five and that's it. Yeah, yeah. Um, now you said that you were kind of right away when you, you saw the video and you heard of us, you were excited about it. But did you have any 
any concerns or any hesitations before getting into it? I think my main hesitation was you do see a lot of people going all in. They will, you see it on the group, as I've said, that people just said, right, I've signed up for the course. I've left my job. I'm doing this. And with copywriting, it's just, it can be, there are so many possibilities. There are so, there is so much work. There's so many exciting things to explore with it. And it's quite difficult sometimes to constrain that to quite a relatively short working week. I know that if I have more time to do it, there are so many things I'd love to do. Um, and I think that was my main hesitation is, well, can I, you know, ha- can I do this? Can I do this in, in this amount of time? Does it need more of a time commitment? And I think, I think that was it. And sometimes balancing the two, I know when you're sort of doing two different jobs an equal amount, it's, it's sometimes, it's, um, you sort of feel like you're not, you're not quite fully in either one of them anymore. But yeah, I think my main hesitation was, was the time constraints and whether I'd be able to do it, whether clients would have a problem with me having a nine to five job, whether that would make me seem less professional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and it yeah. worked out. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, you have proven that those, those concerns were not, uh, not an issue and the clients don't have a problem with it. That's fantastic. I'm curious at what that looked like though, since it's, same 2021. So earlier this year, basically, um, what did your journey look like? Did you know, you dug in, you started learning, did you build your portfolio or reach out to clients and kind of what was your path and, and what did, what way did you choose to take? And what was it like landing your first client? I know I just packed five questions into that, but <laughs> <laughs> so I was really with myself about setting myself goals and actions I think Mm. I really liked all the things in the course about resistance and mindset I think that is so important so I very much set myself at right I'm going to do this much every evening then once I've done this I need to do this and I think as you go through the process especially when you get towards the end of the CCA and you realize you're getting to the point where you're going to have to start speaking to people (laughs) it can get a little bit scary so I had a very clear outline of right but then once this is done this is my next point, and then this is my next point. So I knew that I did just have to push through it sometimes. I think you can't do around things. You can't avoid things. You are going to have to go through the scary thing to get to ultimately where you want to be. Um, so I was very strict with myself about that. I had an action plan, watched the modules. It did take me quite a long time to go through the course. So it took me, I think, about a month, a couple of months maybe, to get to watch everything I wanted to watch before I felt felt ready to start properly. Again, that was just the, the time limit of it that I was fitting it in evenings and weekends. Um, really enjoyed creating portfolio pieces. And then when I was ready, I think I think that was when it all started to feel real when I was there making my pitch list and deciding who I was going to reach out to. And that was um, that was when it all started to feel real. Building my website was a big moment as well. Yeah. Um, so I did. I made sure I had a list of like, right, today I'm going to build my website. Today I'm going to do this. And I think it's so important, especially when you do it part time. There's always the risk of thinking, oh, but I can't, I can't, I can't reach out to anybody because I don't really have time at the moment. But I, I was making sure in my mind, I was thinking, but if I don't have time now, when will I have time to do it? Because we're in lockdown, so I've got nothing else to do. <laughs> So I was really strict with myself. And I think that paid off. And just that's something I I do try and keep up with when I feel maybe a bit worried that I'm taking on a little bit too much. I think, well, it's going to be good when I get to the end of it. And it's going to be fine. It's always manageable. It's been manageable so far. It's what I really love doing. I I think it helps as well. I absolutely love copywriting. I love building up my business. And it's a really fulfilling way to spend my spare time. 
um it's more like I don't really have time to watch Netflix anymore but it's definitely a much more I find it a much more fulfilling way to spend my spend my evening than watching Netflix yeah was that a challenge for you at any point because I one of my key points of resistance especially in the evenings if there's something that I want to get done is my brain will be like, mm, you know what you deserve, you deserve a little bit of time off tonight. Why don't you just set that aside? Was that something that you had to face or was that not as much of an issue for you? Um, I did. I think I have the opposite problem sometimes. I don't know when I need to switch off and when I need to have a break. And I think by tracking my time, I can see how many hours I plan on doing. And if I know that I've worked an hour, two hours, three hours over what I should have worked the previous week, I can be again quite strict with myself that I need I need to have some time off. I really don't want to burn out and end up having to have a break from it for any length of time. So I always try and make sure that I'm managing that. Um, but sometimes it is. I find it strange if I have a night that I'm not doing any. I do sometimes log off for my day job, which is home based at the moment as well. And I'm like, is this what people do in the evenings? Like, what what do people do? Do they just relax? Like, what am I doing? What does that word mean? Relax. <laughs> <laughs> but it definitely, I think it's, I think for me, it was really key to be like, is it a genuine time issue or is it resistance? Is it an excuse? Do I need to just push through it? Mm-hmm. I love that you're tracking your time that closely. I think that's a, so important for your clients to be able to know what to build them, what to quote projects and all of that. But then for your own self, I love that to say, okay, I've hit, more than my goal of what I want to devote to this. Okay. Now these hours are mine to kind of do as I want. Mm-hmm. Um, and designating them like that, I think is very, very smart. I also feel like if I want to do this full time in the future, I need to be mm-hmm. really sure it's going to pay my bills. And if I'm doing it 15 to 20 hours a week and it's covering half of my expenses, then I know that that's a really solid position to be in. If, if I did decide to do that in the future, if I'm actually working more than that, that's not really giving me an accurate representation. Yeah, that's a great point. Such a good point. Yeah, I think people forget to do out the math sometimes too of like, could this work? And until you actually dig in and have those numbers, um, both the financial numbers of what you need to hit, what you are hitting, how much you're working, I feel like it's, you you can't, there's no way other way to figure that out of if it's possible for you and your situation without digging into that data. So, Mm -hmm. well, and you mentioned too, that part of tracking your hours was to make sure that you don't do so many hours that you burn out. And I think that's a really important insight too, because I think sometimes people think that, okay, if I'm going to be successful at this, I need to be putting in four hours a day if I'm part-time or if I'm, if I'm doing this full-time, I need to be putting in eight or 10 or 12 hours a day. And I need to get through it all as fast as I can. And I need to, um, and I think it's, it's, really a great point that you make because it's, it's easy to burn out if you try to push too hard, too fast. You can absolutely have quick, relatively quick, you know, quick is a little hard to define for each person, but you can have a speedy success, but when one pushes too hard, it can be very easy to, to quickly burn out and then not be able to get back to it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's one of my biggest fears with it is that I'll just do too much too soon and then just be like, this is exhausting. I can't do it anymore. And I think it's just being able to keep that momentum in a consistent way that I feel like I want to stick doing my copywriting for the long term. I want to keep building my business and I want to see where this takes me and look me up to do that if I burn out. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. 
So I'm curious, I know you mentioned you took a little bit to go through the course, which there's a ton there. So I feel like even doing it in a couple of months like you did is still very impressive. Um, but when did you start pitching and when did, you know, how, how, what was that like? And when did the first kind of client come around? And so I was quite lucky. So I started pitching and I got my first client. I think if I did my website, then I started pitching and I got my first client three weeks later. Wow. That's great. I was, getting, I was getting a bit impatient and um, a bit disappointed because I thought I was going to get another client and, and it, they didn't end up going with me. They, they wanted somebody who, who had a bit more experience. And I was feeling a bit deflated. And I think I posted on the group saying that I'm feeling a bit deflated. Like, I don't know how I'm going to get my first client. And I did think, been three weeks, that's quite quick anyway. And I, I got my first client within a few days of that. So, That's yeah, awesome. it, it did all happen quite quite quickly. Um, and then it's just it's just gone from there, really. I've sort of pretty much had consistent work from there from a number of different sources. And uh, just things have continued to grow. It's very exciting when I get When I see my work, it's like, I know in the courses, it's about seeing your work in print. When you see your work published on the client's website or you get an email with copy that you've written in it, it's so exciting. And it's so it's so brilliant about to add these pieces to your portfolio and, and just see what you've got start to grow get rid of the spec ads <laughs> yeah they, they have their purpose but yeah. yes exactly yeah. Yeah. It's like, you swap them out job, off you go I love that and I'm curious about if you're willing to share about how many clients are you juggling as a part-time copywriter what it, roughly at like one given time so usually no more I think three has been my absolute maximum mm-hmm. um that is a very busy time if I've got three different things going on I've got one client that I do ongoing work for so I've usually Mm -hmm. got some work for them most weeks and then if I've got two ongoing projects on top of them that is that's my maximum Mm um so yeah usually an ongoing client and one more is my sort of average maybe and then maybe three but it depends sometimes depends how long the project is if it's something Mm -hmm. that's relatively quite a short thing to do it's not like an about page or something like that it's not necessarily going to use up as much time as if I'm writing a whole website for example mm-hmm. yeah. yeah um so it, it does it does sometimes just depend on um on the size of the project but being able to to juggle multiple clients and and a day jobs definitely um definitely something I've I've had to learn pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well and honestly I mean even if you were doing copywriting full time that learning to balance multiple clients is definitely a skill that takes some practice because I think so many of us are used to going into our day jobs and we have this project and this is what I focus on. And, but when you have three different people who are all, I mean, they're not aware of each other specifically, but they're Mm -hmm. all giving you work. There is that, that challenge of, okay, which based on these timelines and based on what I know I can do, what do I need to be working on at this moment? But Mm -hmm. I think there's also, um, an element of freedom in that too, in that it's okay. What do I need to be working on? What does my schedule permit me to do? And where is my, where am I choosing to put my focus? If that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, so that's something I love about freelancing. It's all that, all the different industries as well. I know, um, this is a bit off topic, but I really love the advice not to niche. And I know from things I see on Instagram a lot, it, it very much promotes finding a niche, but I love not having one. I think it's brilliant. I love working with all different clients and 
in all different industries and I think not only does it give you that broader experience so you've got more experience it's relevant you just don't want to risk niching down into one industry because you don't know what's going to happen with that industry sometimes Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So true. And when you're writing for one industry, it's so much easier and faster to get bored. You know, I don't care what the industry is. If you're writing for just one industry, personally, I'm sure there are people who love to, and it's everyone's career, do what you like, but it's so much more interesting. I agree to be working with all kinds of different companies and to be learning things about all kinds of different companies and mm-hmm. audiences and products and services and so much more. If you want to stay fresh, if you want to prevent burnout, that's the way to do it is to work with a bunch of different clients who challenge your brain in a bunch of different ways. Yeah, I agree. It also makes you a better copywriter for all of your clients. I think, you know, they benefit from your wealth of experience and just breadth and depth, not just depth. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So Claire, if someone was, um, thinking about getting into copywriting, if they were kind of like, I've heard a little bit about it. I kind of don't know. And I, I, maybe I don't want to do it full-time. Maybe it's something I want to do part-time. What advice would you give them? I would give them the advice to go for it, to really not worry about, you know, whether it's possible. It is absolutely possible to have a really fulfilling copywriting career and to build your own successful copywriting business alongside a day job. You don't need to quit your job. You don't need to take that leap if you want to stay in your day job while either short term while you see you know how how things will pan out for you or whether you want to keep going with both for the long term it's absolutely doable any time constraints can usually be worked through um it's a really fulfilling way to spend even if you're just doing it a few hours a week it's a bit of extra money and it's a really fulfilling way to spend your evenings to not worry about whether clients will think less of you for having a day job because they they never do. I think realistically, a lot of freelancers have, even if you're a full-time freelance, you might not be available every day that somebody wants to have a call with you. Mm -hmm. Um, You might not necessarily work standard hours if you're doing it full-time. You might not, I don't know, there's there's all sorts of different reasons somebody just might not be available. (laughs) There's really not a reason to not go for it and I mean the brilliant thing with keeping your day job is you have nothing to lose either because all you're going to do is give it a go and if it doesn't work out you can still pay the bills you've still got money coming in it allows you to be a bit more picky if you what clients you want to take on what sort of projects you want to work on um so yeah absolutely to go for it and it will seem like everybody else is quitting their job to do this but they are not and it is probably one of the best side hustles you could have That's fantastic. Thank you. Um, And before we forget too, uh, Mm -hmm. if someone is listening to this and thinking, wow, she's really smart. I would love to have her write my copy. um, Where can people find you? So um, my portfolio website is clairewcopywriting.com, which is C-L-A-I-R-E. And then I'm also on Instagram, um, which is at clairew underscore copywriting. And you can find me on there. That's awesome. 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 Check out the show notes if you want to. We'll link to those in case you didn't write it down fast enough. That's great. Yes. 
Well, this has been fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us, Claire. Um, I know that there are a lot of listeners who are in the same boat or considering getting into that boat. So I know this is really going to really going to help them. Um, and everybody who's listening or watching, we will catch you in the next episode. Bye, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us on the Build Your Copywriting Business Podcast. If you liked what you heard, I'd really appreciate it if you could take a minute or two to leave us a five-star review. I read each one and they mean the world to me and our team. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. And if you want to keep learning, follow us at Filthy Rich Writer across social media and on the site. And of course, if your interest is piqued and you think copywriting might be right for you, check out our free on-demand video training at www.freecopywritingtraining.com. Talk to you next time.